0: India's 5G Spectrum Auction is taking place on July 26th. Newer frequency with varied usages are up for grabs and this is likely to propel the country towards a truly wireless experience. Who are the telecom players in the fray? What are the spectrum bands up for grabs? And how well does India's telecom players look going into the auction? Ayushi Kar from Business Lines Mumbai Bureau tells us more. Welcome Ayushi, welcome to BL Condex. Hi Siddharth. The spectrum auction. So, who are the players in the fray?
1: So, presently, we have four bidders who will be participating in the upcoming auctions. You'll have the three incumbents who are your telecom operators Reliance Geo, Bharati Airtel, and Vodafone Idea. And the aim of these incumbents is to buy spectrum in order to deploy 5G services, which opens a multitude of applications for these operators. And then just weeks ahead of the commencement of auctions, Adani Enterprises became a surprise entrant that surprised the market uh, by deciding to bid in the 5G auctions. But Adani is likely only bidding for private network services. So they are going to be buying very minimal spectrum, while your three incumbents are going to be focusing on your core 5G bands in order to set up uh, A 5G network, which will allow increased voice and data services, along with uh, participation in private networks as well. Adani is staying away from the mobile telephony space for now.
0: So, Arushi, uh, what are the spectrum bands up for grabs and their applications?
1: Yeah. So now that question has a complicated answer. So first of all, you have the core 5G bands that are available for grabs. These are the ones that the market, analyst public is interested in. Then you have a whole slew of bands that are available for auctions, which are in the existing 4G bands, where operators will bid in these bands to, uh, in an opportunity to consolidate their spectrum holding in the existing 4G space. Then there are some bands which are, are present, which do not necessarily have the technology available to deploy telecommunications networks yet, such as a 600 megahertz band. But operators are likely not going to be bidding in these bands. So it's a mix of old and new bands, relevant and not relevant at present bands available for these auctions. The most important bands for the general audience in relation to 5G, are your 26 gigahertz band or the millimeter wave band as it is called and 3.5 gigahertz. These are the core 5G bands that are necessary for operators to set up 5G network. And 3.5 gigahertz band has globally emerged to be the prime spectrum band. And initially operators were eyeing this band with the most interest because it is sort of, has the best of both worlds. It inhabits that middle ground where it has the higher frequency that you need uh, in order to set up the high speed sort of network that 5G promises since high frequency increases data throughput. But at the same time, it's not as high a frequency as millimeter wave. So it can travel over a substantive distance without uh, needing a radio to be set up to receive the this particular network. Now, millimeter wave, even though it uh, cannot be transmitted over long distances is also emerging to be an important band in the 5G space. And this is predominantly for two reasons. Firstly, it does have a really good sort of 5G application. It is a really high frequency band with massive data speeds. And as a consequence, it will be a very good band in urban settings, Wi-Fi hotspots or even private networks, but also this band is extremely cheap and a lot of spectrum is available in this band. So operators are planning to buy this band in order to reduce their spectrum usage charge because any spectrum that you buy in this upcoming auction is not going to have any SUC. And that will automatically average out the overall SUC that operators have to pay on the sort of revenue that they collect every year. now, even Adani is eyeing the millimeter wave band because they are also looking to deploy private networks in specific geographies, specific circles. So these are the two bands that are going to be sort of the most bid for in the upcoming 5G auctions. Lastly, you have the 700 megahertz band. This is also really important for 5G services, specifically the quality of services that operators deploy. But uh, Reliance is the only one that has likely placed and or purchased the EMT to place a bid for this particular band. So generally experts thought that because this has a really high price, it is going to remain unsold for these options. But Reliance has decided to potentially make a bid in 700 megahertz in order to ensure that its 5G services is unparalleled from the get-go. Because 700 megahertz will allow it to sort of transmit its uh, core 5G network over long distances into rural areas, into indoors, et cetera. So uh, this effectively is what uh, like your 35, uh, so your 3.5 gigahertz, 26 gigahertz, and 700 megahertz are going to be the bands that analysts will be watching with the most interest as it will tell us how operators will be deploying 5G in the future.
0: In this, uh... Spectrum auction, what is different from the last time and how does the process pan out?
1: Correct. So usually in the world of, let's say, the auctions that happened in 2010s, uh, 2016 auction for 4G, the telecom spectrum auction was very a very competitive and long affair. So since the spectrum was scarce and we, we, uh, we were bidding on lower bands, which do not have a lot of spectrum available, and the players were many from four to seven. I mean, I think in previous years you had a lot of operators. The auctions could go on for months, uh, for a month weeks on end for a month maximum, with aggressive bidding between operators hiking up prices. This time, there is not going to be an, any intense one-on-one competition between operators. Experts predict that the auction will conclude in a day or two, and this is because the spectrum is plentiful in this auction, but the number of players are very small. So. There is ample amount of spectrum available for every operator. And the only thing that's restricting them are their own financial constraints. Since we know that the telecommunications industry has been going through a lot of sort of financial or revenue issues. Um, auctions are also not likely to go beyond one or two bids because there is likely to be no bidding war between operators. And spectrum will go on the reserve price, which is the price that is set by the try approved by the DOT Uh, as to the value of the spectrum. Um, So given that the financial situation of operators is far more limiting this time around, uh, and the spectrum prices are really high, each spectrum strategy will be effectively decided or constrained by money. So it's going to be a very muted race, and Reliance Geo is the only sort of bidder that has shown some aggression in the auctions with its sort of high EMD that it has set up, almost three times the value of its nearest competitor.
0: What happens post the spectrum sale? How long will it take before 5G networks become a reality in India?
1: So, post spectrum sales, things around 5G will start to move faster. Operators right now have been in talks with vendors such as Nokia, Ericsson, Samsung, even certain indigenous sort of players like TCS could be in play. Reliance has its own sort of indigenous network and radios that it wants to deploy regarding how and who will deploy these 5G radios, which will make your 5G networks. So they're shopping around, exploring new partnerships, potentially sort of instigating their existing vendors to reduce pricing, et cetera. So those conversations are happening behind the scenes and we hear them. We hear stories of certain operators considering shifting vendors, et cetera. But once operators know the frequencies available to them, you will see these deals cement really fast. In the next week or two, you will see quickly sort of contracts formalizing and operators deciding which vendor they will go to for the deployment of 5G network. Um, and this is good. The, this fast timeline is so that vendors can also get time to initiate sourcing and manufacturing of the uh, of the equipment, cannot, because they cannot place orders without the operators say so. And Generally, the idea is that um, the government operators, even vendors want some form of commercial deployment of 5G by the end of this year. But there are hurdles here as well. So for instance, our center's trusted sources body, the National Security Council, has completely prohibited procuring any sort of network equipment from Chinese factories, even for vendors who have been approved by the government as a trusted entity. They had given a waiver last year but that waiver elapsed and um, the center decided to not further extend on that waiver despite vendors asking that. So all of that, all of these supply chain constraints could potentially, and even like say the global macro environment where you're seeing further supply chain issues could potentially stimmy the kind of deployment of 5G that takes place. Contracts are going to be set forth, goals and targets are going to be decided. And then the best case scenario We will get a minimal deployment of 5G services this year, probably for more realistic and more sort of approachable services and voice data, broadband to home, etc. But there will be hurdles likely.
0: How much does the government hope to collect from the spectrum sale? And has the government given some concessions this time to make the 5G auctions more viable for telecom players?
1: Right. So the bid value for all spectrum listed is around rupees 1.9 lakh crore. But the actual bids or the total value of the bids or spectrum purchased by operators is going to be anywhere between 1.2 lakh crore to 1.5 lakh crore for these airwaves, given by the sort of EMD values that operators have presented as well as the past bidding that had happened in the two auctions that occurred before this. Um, Even with this sort of muted competition auction likely to end in a day or two, experts believe that this will be the best spectrum sale for the government, and they will be uh, still getting record revenues, the the kind that they haven't got before. And this is because of the high spectrum price of these FAs. So payments have also been eased. Um, So while uh, the cabinet has scrapped the upfront payment requirement for the winning bidders, and it has allowed companies to pay equal installments over 20 years. Um, and also last year, the government took steps to help the financial situation of the sector. It's included giving a four-year moratorium on previous Spectrum payouts, as well as AGRDs. So both Bharti and Vodafone Idea took on the government's moratorium for Spectrum and AGRDs. So this is what has, in fact made Vodafone Idea financially solvent to be in a position to place a bid although muted in the first place. So these are certain things that the government has done to make the financial environment far more easier for operators to participate in the auctions.
0: What are the immediate and long-term uses of 5G? And what are the new spheres being explored through the spectrum sale?
1: So the most immediate outcome of a 5G plan that you and me get as a user will be increased speeds and bandwidth for your voice and data services but for most urban subscribers who already enjoy pretty high data speeds it won't be a relevant change which will sort of motivate us to pay the premium that a 5g plan will require so more interesting immediate sort of use case for 5g will be high speed wireless broadband to our houses which will supplant your fiber to home services in a big way. The optic fiber, like the home broadband that you get through optic fiber cable to your house. And the thing is that despite for work from home becoming a big thing and the bolstering middle and upper middle class, The kind of foothold that FTTH or fiber to home has within the market is very limited. Right now, you have one to two million users overall in a population of more than a billion. So wireless high-speed broadband to home is going to be a big sort of game changer in this space because it will sort of decrease the hurdles in deployment because you do not have to lay these optic fiber cables anymore. So that is something that operators will likely explore as a revenue generating use case beyond voice and data applications for 5G. The longer use cases or the use cases which require a long incubation period are your enterprise services, specifically private networks. So imagine an HUL factory running entirely automated, interconnected, using machine learning in the manufacturing chain itself to self-learn and self-correct manufacturing er errors. Imagine a flexible manufacturing space or even an intelligent and highly managed airport or port ser- service. So these are the promise of private networks and major enterprises beyond operators are already eyeing this in the big, in a big way. So back TCS has made a public st- uh, statement talking about how they will be exploring private networks. And Adani has clearly made a bid within the auctions with that in mind, clearly for their industrial projects, ports, factories, and it can bring automation and sort of smart industrial 4.0 to India in a big way. But the caveat here is that enterprise-based private network services have a long incubation time, even in areas with mature 5G markets. Globally, only 1% of enterprise revenue for operators comes from private networks. So it's not really taken a foothold globally. And India is always behind uh, what the global technology trends are. So in the immediate future, voice, data, and Wi-Fi are likely to be where the revenue comes from 5G for the players for the next few years.
0: Well, going away from the topic of uh, spectrum auctions... How do the telecom players stand in terms of AGR dues? How is we at the moment?
1: So the government's moratorium on AGR dues really cleared the sort of immediate threat that uh, payments, AGR payments had for these operators. Reliance Jew has cleared its AGR dues for the most, most part. Both Bharti and Vodafone Idea have taken up the government's moratorium for AGR dues, which the government implemented last year in September 2021. In fact, the government extended further moratoriums on additional AGR dues that were not covered under the cabinet's decision in September 2021, and Vodafone Idea took that up as well. So, so far as the sort of immediate concerns of insolvency etc that Vodafone Idea would have with these payments and debts incoming, that is not going to be an issue particularly with sort of debt to equity options also being explored within the government. So what if an idea will always have a potential or a room to be bailed out by the government? The issue is that this is unlikely to have convinced investors to put in funds into the operator, which needed 20,000 crores as a mix of debt and equity in order to invest into networks for the 5G race. And the outcome can be seen... In Vodafone Idea's paltry bidding in the upcoming auctions. And given that they are not bidding for substantive uh, spectrum, not even high quality spectrum, it could potentially further affect uh, how investors view this company. So that would be a going concern when these AGR dues arise again after a moratorium. What is next for Vodafone Idea? Is it going to be a government run telco? We don't really know it at this point.
0: Thanks, Ayushi. Thanks for your insights on the Spectrum auction.
1: Yeah, thanks, Zadal.